everyone, and thanks for tuning in again to the Ranch Bawa podcast. If you can believe it, we've made it to July 7th already, 2020. It feels like oh, so much time has passed, but uh, we're moving quite along. Ranch, how are you doing today? I'm well, thanks, Stu. Yeah. I'm really great. Thanks. How are you doing? I'm good. It's it's uh, you know it's hard to believe it's already summer, but yes. uh, yeah, feeling good. I was thinking about the um, when the when the calendar turned into July just recently, how it does seem like it's been a long time since we've been in this uh, scenario, all of us, yeah, in terms of the pandemic and how how many changes have happened in society and how many things have occurred um, in the in the past few months that are really uh, life changing, world changing, generational on so many levels, and so coming in today with our listeners. In early July, we're really grateful that you've joined us again, and we're excited about this conversation today and bringing some ideas and thoughts and posing some questions. It's interesting, Stu, when you look at the calendar and and just look at society in general, we're up here in Canada, and there's been a a big process of reopening, you know, the stage Mm -hmm. one, stage two, stage three, and it's obviously been very uh, progressive with health and safety at at the paramount levels. But it, it has, it, things have changed. There's more traffic out there. There's more people. And there's varying degrees of, of continuity in terms of connection and contact. Obviously, the, the physical and social distancing is still very important. We are still in the midst of this. No question about it. But I do sense there's more movement and, and a process of reopening out there. Yeah, I definitely feel it. There's parts of the world of what of your daily life that feels like it's normal, mm. but then there's a quick reality check of like, oh wait, no, I'm currently wearing a mask, and uh, you know I can't go to this place right now because there's too many people there. So it's like it's a weird kind of balance that I find myself in. It is a balance. You're yeah. right, and you know when when this first began, there was a, a quite a conversation around the new normal and what that would look like. Mm-hmm. And to your point on the masks it has become somewhat normal to see masks and to wear masks and to be um, mindful of, of physical distancing. And so as we go through this process today in this, in this podcast with our listeners, who once again, we're just so grateful that you've joined us and allowed us to be part of your time and space and journey. Really want to talk about, Stu, is that this whole reopening process, the literal element of reopening with the economy, our homes, getting out there more, there's obviously, to your point, which I think is a great one, there's still areas that we have to really protect. You know, a lot of the seniors' homes and the hospitals, and um, it, it's it's very important mm-hmm. to keep those people safe. That being said, a lot of the parts of the economy have opened up. And yet, when I thought about you and I talking on this podcast to our listeners, I thought of the importance of really reopening our awareness, our understanding, and our hearts. You know, reopening literally is one thing, but we're actually all coming back out again and into the world and into a a new reality that we have to be adaptive to, that we have to adjust. There's been a lot that's been, um, that's that's transpired in the last months, as I said, on Mm -hmm. many levels. And so this reopening, I don't think it's only just the economy and and stores and, and places. It's actually within and how we're looking at what is our level of connection? How are we coping and handling and communicating again. It's definitely feels like we're kind of relearning how to interact with people again. Mm. Uh, you know, with our words, with how we approach anybody, it's, uh, you know, it's, it certainly feels like a system, like a change yes. that's happening in the world for sure. Yeah. There's a lot of change. And yeah. one of the things I, I think is I've, I've always said, I've said this in previous podcasts is cir- circumstances don't make us, they reveal us. And when you get into a, a pattern where you do have to change, to adapt, to stay healthy, 
to stay safe, to protect our loved ones, to make wise decisions out in society to, you know, where do we go and what do we do and how do we, how do we reopen literally and figuratively that change factor that you talked about is massive. And, and I really believe it comes down to the personal accountability. We've all got a part in it. And on the broader perspective, we are a team out there. That's a big statement. You know, everyone's got different realities and everyone has different levels of pain and happiness and joy and fear. I want to really give respect to that. But at the end of the day, Stu, we're all still a team out there. And with this change happening, I think it really requires a continued team effort of awareness and understanding and compassion to make this really happen on, on, a, on a local and global level. So what, what do you think uh, people should sort of be aware of when they're really focused on, you know, entering the world again? What, what are the few things they should really focus on? Wow, that's a, that's a great question. The reopening process of getting back out in the world, I think, has a couple facets. Number one is this element of self-care and knowing where we are and being present and, and acknowledging how we're feeling is really important. So getting back out into a workplace, back out into the community, back out into stores. And like I said before, everyone's got a different reality of it. So there's no right or wrong to it, but it does come down to that ability to really take care of ourselves so we can be the best version of ourselves when we do go into this reopening process of our own life. You know, four or five months ago, Stu, people were living lives as they always had. Mm -hmm. And then it was a very dramatic and rapid and immediate change. Yeah. And so going through this process, I believe self-talk and self-care and health and exercise and hydration, a lot of the fundamentals we've talked about before, those may seem simple. It's base camp. We have to ensure, and, and I don't typically always say you have to, but I, I will say this because you asked it, is that it's so important for us to have some semblance, whatever it is, of reopening ourselves is getting rhythm back and being kind to ourselves. It's not going to be immediate. Yeah. The, you know, I, we were, I was out the other day and I was uh, leaving a place and I looked at a store and there was a big lineup outside this big department store. I thought to myself, that's unbelievable. In the middle of the day, I never would have thought this would have happened. And yet there were people were standing six feet apart, patiently waiting, quiet. That's a new reality. Yeah. And yet everyone's view of that has to be respected. It's different for everyone. You know, I think of someone who perhaps is a, a war veteran or one of our seniors who's, who's been on this earth for a long time. I can only imagine what they're thinking right now, what they've seen, how they're going through this, how they're handling, how they're leading. And that's why we offer them the utmost respect. I think of little kids who were out of school for three months and all of a sudden summer hit it. It's like, what happened? What yeah. just happened here? Uh, and then every, all these amazing healthcare workers and frontline people who have literally put it on the line, put it on the line to do whatever they can, not only then, but now it's currently still playing out of protecting us and, you know, sacrificing and really bringing uh, inherent athleticism to their ability to do what they do. So going back, that was a long answer to your short questions too. <laughs> That's but, okay. But I tell you, it, it's, it's really comes down to making sure we take care of ourselves first so that we can be the best version of ourselves going back into whatever reality that is. And it's a, pro it's a process. I, that's one point yeah. I really want to emphasize. I, I definitely feel that 
the fundamentals that we've all discussed just not only on this uh, podcast but also in our own one-on-one sessions, I do feel that has allowed me to not go insane during this time sure. yeah. and has really set me up to be have some sort of normalcy, especially as I got back to work and that kind of stuff. It it was nice to just be able to slowly, you know, converse with other people and see other people, but I feel like I wasn't like pushing it so much. Right. And I feel like that's, you know, allowed me to adapt to, you know, now you have to be prepared to go wait in a line to go someplace. You have to add that onto your routine. It's it's not just like same old, same old, you get there and you can just walk into stuff and have no care in the world. Yes. So I feel like those fundamentals that you said was really, really important. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. The, the power of presence too is really uh, at hand here. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're waiting in a line or things are taking a little bit longer to do or, uh, you know, at the airports they are taking people's temperature, there's a lot of things of things take longer. It's slower. The power of being present is true spiritual and internal market share. When I say spiritual, I don't mean religiosity per se, but just that inner voice that we have. When we get really present, we can handle the pace. Now, does that mean it's easy? No, it's a change. Yeah. But when you're present and you're recognizing, hey, we're in this together, I'm going to contribute with good energy. And you asked, you know, that question you asked before, I'd even say these two fundamentals is really being aware of how we stand, how we walk, and how we have our head up. That physiological process of standing tall and having your eyes up, especially if you have a mask on, mm-hmm. is is a game changer. That may seem different, but I want to emphasize that I've been in the health and fitness industry for 22 years now, had the privilege of working with people for many, many years. And just the physiology of standing tall with posture, whether you're waiting in the line or, or, or going into a new space, coming out of our homes and standing tall, literally and figuratively empowers us to make decisions on what's next. With that posture comes presence. And I I hope our listeners can think about that is in your life right now, where are you able to carry that posture? Literally actually standing tall and in your mind, what's what's our posture in our mind in terms of our positivity, our self-talk? And then having that presence of being able to be patient, being kind, being aware looking where we can lend a hand. Granted, you know, there's not, there's no hugging anymore. There's no handshakes. Yeah. It's so different. And so that, that physical distance is something that has never really existed. You know, I think of a high five even, Stu, or, or a hugger. It's, it's fascinating how much that's changed. And so having presence really brings forth an energy and energy is very powerful. I'll touch on that in a moment, but I, I'm excited to talk about that as well. Yeah, I was just going to say how you mentioned, you know, eyes with wearing a mask and no hugging and stuff. And it's one of the things I want to talk to you about too was how do we connect uh, with this new reality that we have where, you know, not a lot of people are embracing each other. You can't smile at someone. It's all within your eyes that you're sort of making contact and acknowledgement of them. How do you, how do you feel we can improve that going forward or really work on that? It is incredible, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Well, you, you, you actually talk with your eyes now. I know. Because if it's a loud space that you're in and there's someone has a mask on, you really have, you can't see, read lips. You can't see anything but their eyes. And so how do we connect? Number one is, is committing to, we talked about this last podcast, really, really listening. Yeah. And leaning in, figuratively speaking, to the listening and showing that we are present and we're able to want to connect with our eyes and gestures and body language is, is significant. Is, you know, asking a question, whether at, we're at a store or in a business place or, or wherever, is is speaking you know as clearly as we can, 
looking with our eyes. You know, some I've heard someone say in the past, I can't remember who it was, but eyes do smile. And and you can't see eyes, you know, a literal smile right now, but mm-hmm. people's eyes can smile. And that's when you look someone in the eye and you really show them that you're present and you're there. And so the connection on that level, I think, is important. Another thing is is really being mindful of that spacing and being mindful of the parameters and I'll call them rules. Maybe that's not the best word, but uh, regulations and, and things that are in place to keep us safe and really working as a team. I was at uh, Costco the other day and, and you know I was in there and getting a few things and it was quiet. No one was talking because no one knows each other. Yeah. But for whatever reason, you could feel a positive, respectful energy of everyone moving in space that was actually quite efficient and calm and it worked. That's that's funny. My experience at the grocery store is sort of the same. No matter which one you had, I think because it was one of the places that was always open through this. So people like that's what we're all used to is like we gotta go to the grocery store. And I feel like that's the place where I experience the most kind of respect and acknowledgement of the rules and everything, and that's how it's supposed to be. Yeah, you know, yeah. you you look at nature and you look at uh, um, a herd of horses running, or a flock of birds, or a pack of wolves, and how the or, or a pot of orcas. And you look at these animals moving at rapid, huge rates of speed, whether it be on a hunt or galloping through a, a prairie or flying through the sky. And you look at how fluid they are. They don't bump into each other. Mm-hmm. There's no tension. It's very fluid. There's flow state. And those are primal examples of going on instinct. And so now that we've come out to society and we're looking to your question, how do we connect? You almost have to go back to a primal awareness of spatial awareness around you, respect for those around you that you may not even know. And is there a survival instinct to it? Maybe that's a bit dramatic, but I'm going to put it on the table. I think if you think of how do we move through this time when there's mental stress, high pressure, uncertainty, definite fear, and potentially danger to our health, how do you get through that? Elevate awareness, be an observer, respect those around you, be in flow state, move with rhythm, you know, be a part of the team so that everyone can move through. There was a lady in line behind me the other nights too, and I, I, I could only see her eyes. I was wearing a mask, she was wearing a mask, but I could tell something was, something was off. She only had a few things in her cart. And so I turned, turned my body calmly and she was a bit back from me. And I said, would, would you like to go ahead? And and I, I swear, like her eyes welled up. Yeah. And she says to me, thank you so much. My two kids are outside and they're waiting for me. I didn't know how old her kids were, but they must have been maybe, you know, early teens or whatnot. But she said, they're waiting for me in the car and I really have to get back to them. So she went ahead of me and then she thanked me again. Now, small gesture. All of us do things like that. But I was aware and I was feeling the energy. And so how do we connect? It's the small details, my man. It's the small efforts, it's the it's the dialogue, it's the connection, it's the compassion that we have out there. There are some major world issues going on right now. There are major conversations. We've seen it across the board. How do we make a difference? One conversation at a time. And I see that with utmost humility. It's 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 a factor where, you know, you have to be aware of what's going on and I believe mindful of how we can truly bring our voice to the table. And it's not about, you know, 
it's not about being right or, or, or having the exact uh, perspective. It's about listening and contributing and being part of a greater cause of moving us all forward. Yeah. I was just thinking of something you said to me actually yesterday in an email. And I think that relates to what you just talked about where it says, everyone has a story and those stories may manifest in many different ways. Mm. And I feel like that's very key. Just to your little story about the grocery store. You don't know what was going on with her kids or anything like that, but just your presence and your awareness, you know, allowed that to come out and benefited her. And it was, you know, a good experience. Stu, this pandemic, thank you for saying that. This yeah. pandemic, I believe, has exposed our stories. Mm-hmm. We've been in our homes. We've been maybe with loved ones or by ourselves and quite isolated. And when you're by yourself, your voice finds a way to start speaking. The internal voice, the one that's not maybe coming out of your mouth literally, but the voice that's in your head and in your heart. And as you get more connected to that, or or perhaps even not, you know, there may be some things that people have heard about in their own voice that have surprised them or or scared them or excited them. But getting back out there and connecting, it's going to require all of us to make an effort to really understand what this whole reopening is. And it's and it's reopening within our mm-hmm. hearts, our compassion, our understanding, our willingness to help others in whatever capacity that may be. The whole realm of connection has changed, possibly for a long time, perhaps forever. I, I you know, I'm I'm optimistic, Stu, but at the same time, I recognize based on observation and watching and having some conversations with close people, this is a this is a different time we're in. This is generational. You know, in the year of 2100, 20, so 2120, 100 years from now, everyone on this, that's listening to this on this current day, we're part of, we're part of a history book. Mm-hmm. Straight up. Yeah. What I wonder what they'll say. Yeah. It'd, it'd be interesting to see how this is taught, especially in the varying countries on how this is looked at. Yes. And uh, the response of everyone. It really is a unique, unique experience. And it's something that, you know, you can't really fault anyone with how they've responded to it. It's really, no one knows anything. Right. It changes every day. And it's just, it really is, you know, like we talked about being aware and being present in what's going on to really, I think will help society. Yes. Yeah. And I wanted to bring up another point. I talked about this element of, of compassion and energy. Energy is strong and energy is a, it's an opportunity right now. I really believe for all of us, it's an opportunity. And what I mean by that is when we work on our own energy, and so I'll give some practical ideas, you can even go for a walk, get some exercise, keep yourself well hydrated, surround yourself with good influences, both in person and online. I think that's really important. If we fill ourselves with negative thoughts, it's hard to maintain our energy. The other thing with energy is that going back out there, like you said, how do we connect? It's it's actually visualizing and presenting ourselves as a source of positivity all the time. Hey, no, it, there are tough days out there and that's okay. It's okay to have a tough day. It's okay to say, I'm afraid. I don't know what's going on. I feel bad. I don't know if I can take this anymore. I'm frustrated. That's okay. Then you recover. You take the time you need crucial. But in terms of this element of energy and this theme that we've talked about reopening, I think we have an opportunity to reopen our energy again. Because when we have been at home and somewhat isolated and and enclosed, think of that. You're locked down. Now we're opening back up again. It's the summertime. We're in July. And I believe it's a real great opportunity for us to share 
our energy with others, be it through online portals, great dialogue, or helping, giving a helping hand when we can. You know, obviously, again, there's it's different now. The physical distancing is still a factor. Mm-hmm. So you got to be creative. But I do believe being mindful of what energy we're projecting, what dialogue we're sharing, what we're subscribing to, how we're taking feedback, how we're offering and demonstrating respect, all those things play into compassion and having the energy field around us that I think can really help our communities and our world move forward. It's it's a big statement, I know. But if we don't start small with one t- one at a time, you never get there. Yeah, I, I feel that <clears throat> what you talked about can lead to a lot of different things. But I would say that um, how do we – like how am I going to put this? Sort of it's easy to get going right away. Mm-hmm. How do we stay committed to this sort of feeling as we embrace – like you said, who knows what if the, how long this will be. This could be the new normal. How do we stay committed to those feelings? Mm. Yeah, great. another great one. Uh, process. <laughs> process yeah. is big. And I think having a few pages in our game plan. So I'm going to go back to what I've said it many times. It could be physical health. It could be a daily or, or weekly connection with someone that's very close to you you love. It could be along the lines of journaling or articulating your thoughts in, in written word. It could be along the lines of touching base with parents or friends or siblings or or colleagues on a regular basis. I've made a point of doing that is reaching out to people periodically, send them a note. Hey, do you have time for a phone call? Just touch base and give an opportunity to really connect, but it is going to be process a process to get there. So going slower to go faster Mm -hmm. is, is more paramount than ever right now. The tendency is to want to change right now. Yeah. And that's immediate gratification instant gratification world's not like that it's it's such a, and and you know what the tough part about it is that you can't see this thing that is the that is the hard part is you don't have any answers really it's not a storm yeah. that's blown in and you see the clouds blow yeah. away you, you you don't know there's uncertainty on that so how do you do it i really believe it's process based in fundamentals that keeps us healthy positive and present and we've talked about many of those fundamentals before for me myself how am I doing it? I would say I I incorporate a lot of self-talk. I do take very early morning walks and I call them presence walks. I mentioned that in a previous mm-hmm. podcast where I just really get present. Another big one, Stu, is gratitude. Gratitude's big. I, I'm very grateful. I, I'm saddened by the pain and loss that the world has suffered on many, many levels and it's still going through right now. And yet I'm, I'm grateful for those who have fought for our health and our safety and taking care of us. And I'm very grateful for the opportunity that this gives to, to reconnect again and to reopen our hearts and to see how we can make a difference out there. I'm grateful for that. So that's what can keep you going. There, are, there will be tough days. There's days of despair, dark ones. That's human. If we're committed to the process though, you can make it. Yeah. I definitely feel like repeating what you said, it's really about, you know, taking that, working with that and really taking everything you can to stay safe out there. And, uh, you know, yes, you may feel alone on this, but believe me, you're not. Mm. Everyone's doing the same thing. Everyone's reacting to it as best as they can. And, uh, yeah, that's just how I feel. I hopefully, you know, we can bring some positive positivity to everyone that's listening to this. 
And uh, yeah, Rand, do you have anything else to add to to the people out there today? Yes, thanks, yeah. Stu. Yeah. I, I really feel these next few summer months prior to us getting to the fall, when it does get a little bit darker, gets a little bit colder out there, and things these things change. This is an opportunity right now, and it is going to require patience and compassion and understanding and, and committing to conversations about what people are going through, what they've faced in isolation, how they're handling coming out, the difficulties that businesses are, are facing across the land, the, the, the fight that people are creating to try to make it back. So as we now navigate through, it's going to be essential. And one parting thought I would have for all our listeners is be kind to yourself and be kind to those other people out there that you come across. We are in this together. And when you do have a tough day, reach out to someone, talk. Or if there's no one there to talk to, write something down. Or there's, you know, there's resources out there that you can call help phone, helplines. Aim to recognize that there's always a chance to find light and be the light. You know, I've always admired lighthouses, Stu. There's actually one on the front page of my website. Yep. And I think of a lighthouse. It's this very small, tall building. It's an outcrop. It's got a light in it. It doesn't move. And yet, it is the one force that keeps the ship safe in an ocean and sea that's ever-changing and dramatic. There's some days where the sun's setting, you know, gold and red, and the ships come in and the lighthouse stands at, stands at guard. And there's other nights where that light's flashing as a beacon, and it doesn't stop. No matter how hard the rain is, how hard the waves are, how strong the wind's blowing, the lighthouse doesn't give up. And the keeper of the lighthouse typically makes sure that light's glowing. And in a way, we all have an opportunity to be that for someone. You never know when you've got to bring a ship in. You never know when the storm's going to hit. And if you're in the middle of the storm, you do the best you can to keep your light going so that you give another person an opportunity to bring their ship in. It's a bit metaphorical, but I think of it often. And I think to myself, what can we do? And I leave our listeners with this to be a lighthouse over the next couple of weeks. Who can you help bring in closer to the shore and find a safe harbor for a short time before they sail back out into the unknown and go for it again? And who can we encourage and help and assist? So Stu, I'm really grateful for our time tonight and uh, all our listeners being a part of this. We so enjoy doing this. There is some space between episodes once in a while, but we do appreciate you coming in and being a part of our world again. And hopefully there was one or two things that you can take away tonight and today and when you're listening to this or whenever you're listening to this, and uh, hopefully it brings light into your life. 